hello and welcome, bug catchers or club members. Club members. Hello and welcome, Joshua, to Experience Share. It's a Pokemon podcast starring me, Tambler. <laughs> Tambler? AKA Tambler, AKA Tanner Greenring. Okay. And my co host, Imashkuni. Imashkuni? 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 AKA Josh Fielstad. Those names are based on the Gambler card and the Imakuni card. Those are both cards in the Pokemon trading card game, which is the game we are currently playing. We are on an interstitial between two seasons of our hit podcast, <laughs> and we are playing the Pokemon trading card game for the Game Boy Color. We're playing it on DS, so you can be joining us as well, though we're at three out of four episodes. But it's not that once you get a good head of steam on and once you get like some decent cards and some decent decks, the game goes by a lot quicker. You can plow through it. It just depends on like how much time you want to spend making the little festive decks. How much time you want to spend grinding. Yeah. And I spent a lot of time grinding this week, Joshua. I am concerned about that. I'd also appreciate if you spent less time singing grinding grinding don't love it. yes don't love i did a lot of grinding this week i have a lot of cards more cards than you i imagine and how embarrassing for you i'm concerned that there's a snowball effect going on at this point i might not be able to dig out from this one i honestly think i may have every card you can get without trading with Im- imuhara what's his name ishihara the guy who lives on the island who trades cards Who's never once accepted a trade. Every time I go to his fucking house, I'm just like, you ready yet, bud? And every time he's like, I'm not interested in trading with you yet. I have also obviously not been able to get anything from him. I think there's two things that we failed to do before this point. Because you and I have now beaten every single club. Right. But we had a couple of opportunities to do a few things. One of the things we could have done was play the Challenger Cup which is a special building in the game where you go and do battles and like win special cards and battle random opponents. You can battle Ronald, all sorts of shit. We had the opportunity to do that after the third club and after the fifth club, and we failed to do either. Well, because this game doesn't fucking tell you anything. How were we supposed to know that? And then I think after you do that, you have access to... Ishimaru. What's his name? Ishihara. Ishihara. And I have a comment. I just figured this out. Tsune Kazu Ishihara. He was the president of the Pokemon company. Oh. So it's a little little Easter egg. He actually did offer me a trade most recently. What? Yeah. He's looking for a Clefable, which must be triggered because I did get a Clefable. And he's offering a surfing Pikachu for it. Well, I have a Clefable. Have you been there since you got it? I don't know. It should know. be triggered. I don't know. But I didn't want to give him the Clefable because I only have one, even though it kind of sucks. But you can always earn more Clefables. That's the only way to get a Surfing Pikachu. Yeah, I guess I, I should probably do it. I'm also not going to use the Clefable. It's not good. It's the same as in the video game. Fucking metronome and minimize. I don't care. The other thing that I think we failed to do, aside from the two Challenger Cups, which now we don't have access to until we beat the Elite Four. So, like, I guess there's going to be some post-game content next week. I was under the impression that we could not even access the challenge until we were done with the Grandmasters, so I never even bothered going there. No, we had the opportunity. We just fucked it up. The other thing we could have done was, like, if you're playing the game correctly on a cart on a Game Boy Color, 
you are saving in your diary and turning off your Game Boy Color and reloading the game frequently. Okay. And when you do that, you get more access to Imakuni. Oh. The, like, weirdo pervert who's, like... And he is a weirdo pervert, and we're going to have to talk about him for a little bit. If you beat him a few times, I think, you can get some interesting new cards, including the Imakuni card. <laughs> Which is not It's a bad good. card. No, yeah. But if you're a completionist and you want it... So that's another thing that we like, because we're playing this on virtual console and like doing restores and shit. I mean, I do usually play off the diary. So can I go back and find him? Apparently, if you beat him once, he moves to another gym and then you can beat him again. I don't know how many times you have to beat him. It's like three or five or something like that. Okay. And then he starts giving you cards. Because he did already give me four booster packs. Yeah, but he'll give you, I think, his weird card. <sighs> okay. So we're going to have to get that. Yeah. I'm going to get it. I'm going to get that. Let's just dive in. All right. The name of the game is Pokemon Trading Card Game Game for Game Boy Color. The objective of the game is to collect cards, and the name of the segment that we're about to do is called... Card Check. check. And it's a hit. Everyone loves it. They don't miss Level Check. No, they don't miss Level Check. And besides, Level Check will be back like the week after next so yeah it'll be back in like two weeks josh what are your cards you want to know mine you want to know my account yeah you want me to go first i have 206 cards <laughs> okay 206 that's my area code my original area code there are 226 cards in this game dicey i must have most of them right oh well, you're missing 20 that's most i've gathered 1450 oh. cards and that's just the raw raw and uncut that's all of them that's every card i've got that's yeah. your like 30 tangalas yeah yeah at this point i'm sure i'm sure i'm missing cards like i'm sure there's some basic cards you mean the ones outside of the promos so it seems like you don't have clefable potentially i might not have clefable because ishihara would trigger that trade because he triggered it on the, my last thing and i said no and now i'm realizing i do need to do that trade because i do want that fucking surfing pikachu with the googly eyes and the too big body yeah there must be something i'm missing i've got 20 cards to collect before next week and i will collect them i shall collect them you have a charizard yeah man i have a fucking charizard <laughs> and i have a blastoise and i have a venusaur i actually got blastoise for the first time this week too and blastoise can that I... was a big problem we'll save that for the water club though can i tell you about some of my sweetie babies that i'd love this week yes there is Dragonair, and I know what you're thinking. That you already are sexually attracted to Dragonair, so we would expect that you would put Dragonair on this list? That is not what I thought you were thinking, but that is true. What I thought you were thinking is, well, Dragonair's a second evolution. Why not Dragonite? It is the sweetie, though. Yeah. The sweetiest in the line. But why not Dragonite? Why not Dragonite? And I'll tell you why not. A delicious little move called Hyper Beam that Dragonair has that Dragon Knight doesn't. Okay. And here's what Hyper Beam does. It costs, I think, four colorless. Four. It does 20 damage. Okay. It's not that good. And strips the Pokemon you're attacking of one energy of your choice. Okay. Every single time. There's no cooldown. It doesn't make you recharge. There's no cooldown. There's no way to prevent it. There's no coin flip. 
every time you attack, you do 20 damage, which is a not good amount of damage, and you strip the other Pokemon of one energy. But then they can't do anything. Okay, that's interesting. And then they can't fucking attack, and then they have to waste all their energy trying to get their energy back up, and then you tear through their fucking deck. Well, tell me a little bit more about Dragonair. How much? How many hit points are we working with? 80, which is a respectable amount. 80 is good. What I was concerned about is that it's like hard to get it up to four colorless before it can even pop off the hyper beam. It's not that hard because I've I've have plenty of colorless. Well, I have four colorless energy in my deck. Yeah. Before then, it's Dratini. Mm-hmm. It's only 40 HP, so there's a real risk of not evolving it in time. Right. Before you can get it evolved, it just has pound, which requires one colorless energy, and then you can just sit and like take 10 off the other Pokemon the entire time. It's just, it's great, and I love it. Okay. My second Mon, can I tell you about him? Yes. Oh, I hate to say it. It really hurts me to say it. Oh, no. Called Mr. Mime. Oh, come the fuck on. The invisible wall one, or is this a different one? No, it's the invisible wall one. God. It's an awful... Ugh. How do you live with yourself? Well, and, and, and just the quick sidebar. It is my You Make Me Barf Pokemon card of the week. Okay. And I hate myself for how much use I got out of it. And I hate myself for liking it. And it's a good card and it's good. And I like it. I don't know how you go to sleep at night thinking about Mr. Mime in your pocket. It only has 40 HP, so it's like weak as fuck. Yeah. But... It's got this Pokemon power called Invisible Wall, which means that if any attack does more than 30 damage, it doesn't do any damage. Yeah, I know. People have to nickel and dime you anyway. They can only take like 10 or 20 damage off of you because if it does any more than that, it just doesn't work. And then he's got a a move called Meditate, which does only 10 damage, but it also does an additional 10 damage for every 10 damage the opponent has already taken. So it's exponential. Yeah, I mean, I hate it. I encountered it on the first part of the journey. It's great. I fucking hate it. I use it in conjunction with Porygon, so I would, like, change everyone's weakness to Psychic and then, like, meditate them. God, it was just, like, it was such a beautiful synergy, and I loved it, and I hate myself for loving it because I'm, like, looking at this card, and the art sucks. Oh, yeah. Mr. Mime already looks like a nightmare, and he looks like even more of a nightmare in this tiny little, like pixelated garbage card art yeah my third one is tangela (laughs) oh man really just rubbing it in on this fucking section tangela you're choosing these cards just to get under my skin the level 12 tangela has two quick and cheap moves it's got stun spore which just costs one grass energy Uh which is a coin flip to paralyze someone yeah and then the second move is with three energy, and it just poisons them. It's poison whip. And both of those moves do 10 damage, too. So it's like, right. in just a few turns, you can paralyze and poison Pokemon. <laughs> then you're done. There's nothing you can do against that, you know? The card is good. It's a good card, and it's so sweet looking. Yeah. What about you? Unfortunately, I have... 198 cards unique cards that's not as many as me 1236 total 
That's so many fewer cards than I have, Josh. Uh, it's not so many. At this stage in the game, you're perhaps at an insurmountable lead. Especially since by this time next week, I plan on having every single card. Well, you can't because there are at least two that we have to card pop. Excuse me? Yeah, you got to trade with someone. I shan't. The only way to do that is that you would have to get me to trade with you, and maybe I don't want to. I do have a second Game Boy. Oh, fuck. Oof. <laughs> Would you buy this twice just to do that? Yeah, it was only like five bucks, right? Yeah. Okay. (laughs) Tell me about some of your mon. My number one cutie was Nido Queen. Ooh, I had a lot of fun with Nido Queen this week. Okay, so you experimented with this as well, perhaps? I experimented with... Some boyfriends? The Nido Queen call for family boyfriend combo. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we'll get into that, but I built a whole deck around her. So Nido Queen, I mentioned in the first episode because I thought it was hilarious and very like heteronormative that Nido Queen has an ability called Boyfriends. But before we get there, Nido Queen has 90 hit points, very respectable, among the highest you can get. Mm-hmm. Grass type, weakness is just psychic, no resistance. The main thing, she's got this move, Boyfriends. It does 20 damage on its base, one grass energy, one colorless. But it stacks. And how it stacks is it does 20 more damage per Nido King in play. Yep. And then she's got Mega Punch, which is two grass, two colorless, and that does 50. So it's like if you end up in a situation where you don't have any Nido Kings, you could still just come out and start punching. Yeah. But Nido Queen, I loved it. I built a whole deck around her. I think the boyfriend's thing is very interesting, and it plays really well with the other Nido cards. I also built an entire deck around her, and we will talk about that. That's really funny. I guess fairly soon, unless there's another card or two you want to talk about. So the other two are Wigglytuff, which I discovered in the Psychic Club. Club member Daniel, I believe has a wiggly tough and it was such a fucking nightmare it's got 80 hit points Ugh. it is colorless of course and one colorless one anything has a lullaby defending pokemon is now asleep oh yeah no flip a coin i did fucking play some goddamn wiggly toughs i remember like being very frustrated at the sleep shit it's terrible because it just automatically puts you to sleep and in this battle My Pokemon were asleep for literally, like, 15 turns. This is a very, like, stall-heavy game. It was a disaster. There's so many moves that delay gameplay. And it's like, on the one hand, sleep sucks. As we know. And your Pokemon are all asleep, and there's nothing you can do about it. But, like, on the other hand, you just keep drawing cards, and, like, you can totally, like, sit and build up your back bench... As long as your opponent isn't like... Yeah, if the other one's not slaughtering you... Isn't slaughtering you, yeah. But the Wigglytuff ends up slaughtering you. Jeez. Because its other move is do the wave, which is cute. And the card's very cute, Okay. by the way. So you're Sweetie? Oh, no. Did I even write down who my Sweetie was? Fuck. Uh, fuck it. Yes. The Wigglytuff (laughs) is also my Sweetie. I remember this card growing up. Actually, I always liked Wigglytuff. So it's just like, it's got a bounding energy. It's like leaping up kind of like a rabbit. The eyes are giant. The eyes are like a third of its entire head, which is also its body. Can I say this about Wigglytuff (laughs) in general? Yeah. 
I think Wigglytuff is nice and cool, and I like it. Yeah. I don't like Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff sucks, and I think Wigglytuff is nice. Good job, Pokemon Company, in like really nailing the evolutionary line on this one. I like Wigglytuff more as well. Okay. But I, I don't mind Jigglypuff. Jigglypuff sucks. It's ugly. So anyway, this Wigglytuff card, really good. So do the wave, three colorless. It does 10 damage, but it adds an additional 10 damage for every Pokemon on your bench. Oh, and like you have a fucking full bench because who doesn't? Right. So this thing just comes out, puts you to sleep, and then it's just like getting the crowd riled up, do the wave, and then it's just lashing out and usually doing like 60 love damage. I'm going to have to incorporate one of those into my... I recommend it. My love making. Well, don't do that because we've seen that on Fur Affinity already. I want to talk about your decks and I want to talk about the fighting clubs that we faced off against this week. Wait, I have one more. Oh, you have another card? Those are only two. Oh, hit me. Computer search is my last card. That's a trainer card. Yeah. Well. Can we not do trainer cards? What does it do? Computer search. It's got a really cool art where it's just like this, you know, 90s computer, like an old Mac or something. Yeah. Which I also think is fun. It's like an old Dell. And the guy's there and he's like, dude, you're getting a Dell? <laughs> yeah, he's, he's right on there. <laughs> <laughs> it's that. You can very easily clearly tell it's that guy. It's hi- him searching searching the internet he's got like his little puka shell necklace yeah dude you're getting adele dude you're getting adele so it's just discard two of the other cards from your hand and then you get to search for whatever you want in your deck one card yeah i played around with like maintenance which is give up two cards and then you get to draw a card but computer search just straight up yeah it's great and then you can get exactly what you want like the one evolution or the one other trainer card or the one energy even including double colorless which is why i liked it like it's not basic energy only or something yeah i don't hate that i feel like i end up with a lot of chaff in my hand you know like evolutionary cards that i don't have the like main pokemon out for or like the main pokemon for like a pokemon i have on the bench that's already like evolved and energied up you know yeah i can get rid of that shit that's not a bad card i might incorporate it into my love making i recommend it josh not the love making part i want to hear more about some of the decks you made this week i want to hear about your journeys into trading card game island pokemon trading card game island i discovered that on bulbapedia this week <laughs> but first i think we should take a brief break all right okay bye bye And we're Joshua, back. welcome back. Welcome back, Tanner. You tried to beat me to the segue back in? Yeah, well, I didn't beat you in terms of cards, so I thought I could at least beat you on returning from the break. You can't beat me in any way, Joshua. We played three clubs this week, the Water Club, the Fighting Club, and the Psychic Club, which we will get to in a moment, but I want to know, Josh, uh-huh. if you built any new decks to take on those three clubs and i guess it's a segment that we're calling new deck check new deck check some kind of music is here i i don't i'm not matt schultz has sent us thousands at this point he just keeps sending us (laughs) 8-bit sound drops he's like use this somewhere yeah find something what new decks did you build to take on these three clubs this week Joshua. Well, the main one that I did for the majority of it is called 
my boyfriend's deck and you're gonna be in trouble hey yeah uh, hey uh, my boyfriend's, my boyfriend's deck. dick yeah that's also funny yeah no way all that fits into the name field it's just called my boyfriend's deck okay and the reason for that is it is structured around nido queen yes how i did it which i'll be interested to hear how it seems like maybe you did the same thing Via the grass club from last week, I ended up with a just a shitload of Nidos. The entire family. Nidoran male, female, Nidorino, Nidorina, queen, king. Yes. But a preponderance of Nidoran males, Nidorinos, and Nido kings. Yep, me too. So at that point, I was like, oh, I remember that boyfriend's thing. That's funny. But what if I just built like a whole deck around it? And... It was because I was going into the water club. So I thought this was the time. So I had three each of the male line of Nidorans. And I would love to have four, but I don't have a fourth Nido King yet. Pathetic. But uh, then I had three Nidoran females, two Nidorinas, and then just one queen. Yes. And I did have two Nido Queens, but I thought it'd be cooler if it's like there's one queen who's like just running the whole thing it's so josh to like do something so it's thematically appropriate (laughs) especially thematically appropriate in relation to like british royalty yeah at the detriment (laughs) of having like a useful deck it was very good though so it was useful so it doesn't matter and it's thematic yeah yeah and you can imagine who would that be that Joshua loves. It's Elizabeth the first is the Nido Queen. She's back, baby. Okay. Well, this is her first appearance actually for Joshua. And all her boyfriends. Yeah, all of uh all of her courtiers. Her suitors. Yeah. Why this deck is fun. Nidoran female is crucial. So she's got just one grass, which Okay, first of all, Nidoran female, 60 hit points. You're getting worked up. I can... I'm can. i excited. I'm trying to figure out where to go. Getting ahead of yourself. Nidoran female, yeah. she's got one grass energy for fury swipes, 10 damage per swipe, and it's three coins. And that's like pretty fun. Like Generally speaking, you get like 10 damage out of it for one grass. Yep. yep. And then two grass is call for family. Call for family is what it's about. Mwah. What a beautiful move call for family oh, is. It's so sweet. She calls for family, and there's no fucking coin flipping. It's just straight up. Search your deck for a basic Pokemon named Nidoran female or Nidoran male. Put it on your bench. Yep. Great. So when you got all these Nidos running around, ideally you want a female on your first turn, and you open with that. And it just summons. You're just summoning. You're just summoning the boys. I try to end with one other Nidoran female, and that's the one that will become the queen eventually. Carpe, Carpe Puere. And w- <laughs> And what's that? It means seize the boys. Seize the boys. <laughs> Great. Carpe Polare. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. That's what's inscribed on all the coins that I'm flipping. <laughs> <laughs> so the other parts of this that I thought were fun, I had two Jigglypuffs as well, specifically the level 13, and it's the one that looks like... The one who's hanging out in a tree. It's just like rushing forward. It's like a normal Jigglypuff. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Best one is the one that's singing in a tree, obviously. But Jigglypuff level 13, it's 50 points, but it's got Friendship Song, which is just one any energy. 
you flip a coin, and if it's heads, you put a basic Pokemon card chosen at random from your deck into your bench. So if you got the deck stacked with a bunch of Nidos, then this thing is if you get it, and you do have to flip a coin, and that part does suck. But if you get it, it's almost certainly going to bring another Nido in. Yeah, that's pretty good. It was useful. So the festive aspect of this is that I did have some two each of Abra Kadabra and then Alakazam. Jeez. Abra's useful because it has Psy Shock for one Psychic, and that does 10 damage, and then it can paralyze. So it's a way of just buying time. It's just so many evolutionary cards, though. Like, your deck is just, like, yeah. now suddenly completely chock full of, like, yeah. evolutionary lines, which is brutal. I eliminated most of them by the end because I had enough of the Nido line. But it was useful to just have Alakazam eventually, and it can just suck energy off the Nido Queen so that she lives longer. Gross. But anyway, it fucking, I loved it. That sounds great. It was so fun. Can I tell you about a very similar deck that i built with some key differences yeah my grass type deck nido heavy grass type deck that i built was called ggognwff okay and which is short for grass grass or grass nobody wins for free (laughs) and it was all grass type pokemon it started with four Scythers, who I think is maybe my one of my favorite cards in the game. And I had four of them. God, you got four Scythers? I still only have one. He's got two moves. Sword Dance, which just costs one energy, which empowers your attack for next turn. Uh-huh. And then Slash, which costs three colorless energy, which does 30 damage. And then that is actually 60 damage when you have Sword Dance on it. Yeah. Alongside... My Scythers, I had my signature Tangelas. Oh, it's the little just like, minions. Paralyzing and poisoning people every chance they got. And then, alongside those two Pokemon, I also used, to great effect, the Nido family. So these are like their guards, and then the Nidos come out. Yeah, it's putting in Nidoran females, calling for Nidoran males, leveling them all up, getting that boyfriend's bonus. And then... Nido King also just has Toxic, which is a fucking yeah. great move. Yeah. Like, nobody was safe from this deck. Everyone was poisoned. Everyone was paralyzed. The Tangela thing is good. I had the Abra going instead of that. You're just all grass, I guess. Yeah, and it's like, then there was no confusion over like my energy cards. I just like stacked the deck with a shitload of colorless and... yeah grass energy i think that makes more sense ultimately i part of the reason i built it with psychic involved is that i wanted a deck that i could use not only at the water club but also at the fighting club that was part of it i completely changed up my strategy for both the the fighting and the psychic club which we will get to yeah but i want to hear about your other deck i mostly use this for the psychic club and it was inspired by amy because i fucking i hated her because her strategy was good so this deck was called Watergate. You and I like had different journeys. I had zero <laughs> issue with Amy, but like it was fucking Murray. Uh-oh. God, yeah. it took me like 10 times to try to kill Murray, man, at the Psychic Club. Uh, we were inverse on that. Murray beat me twice by just getting me to eat up all my cards. Wow. That actually has not happened to me yet. I got two losses off Murray where I just like ran out of cards. What the hell? I know, it sucked. I experienced the Psychic Club in my first run, so I knew their tricks. So Psychic Club was not that much of a problem for me this time. I struggled with Amy for some reason. Well, I know why, but 
Tell me about your other deck. Watergate, a water colorless type deck. Yeah. I was inspired by Amy. She's got a ton of horsies and horsies have smoke screen, which I think we talked about a little bit. It's one water energy and does 10 damage. And the other Pokemon, when they try to attack you, they have to flip a coin. And if they get tails, then they miss whatever their attack is. So I had a few times where I had a horsies out against like Tauros. And it was the classic, you know, they failed like six times in a row and they fucking died. Yeah. So the strategy with this deck, Watergate. Why is it called Watergate? It's Watergate because you have all these annoying assholes up front who are like obfuscating and like trying to cause confusion and general mayhem. And then in the background, there's like a scandal growing. And then eventually comes roaring out and then it's too late. And the damage is done. Very good. The strategy is... Someone has clearly read the Wikipedia page for the Watergate scandal. Well, listen to Slow Burn Season 1, baby. <laughs> great, great pod. I had two Kangaskhans, a Snorlax, and a Chansey. So all of them have, you know, 90 or 120 hit points. And I don't care if they ever get to use their moves, although I did have four double colorless in this. And the reason for that is the evolved form of Horsey, Seedra, has agility, and it's one water and then two colorless, and it does 20 damage and flip a coin, and if it gets heads... No damage on the next turn. Yeah. And then the real king of this, though, which you'll love, is Polyrath. Yeah. Most of the time, what I'm building toward is Polyraths. And Polyrath has 90 hit points, so it's strong. Yeah. I, I experimented a little with Polyrath this week and did enjoy him. Polyrath has the same move that Lapras has, yeah. which is water gun. water gun, which is like, it only costs 10 to deploy. Polyrath's is different. It's two water and one colorless, but its baseline is 30 damage, so it's more powerful than Lapras. Oh, okay. Lapras's is 10 damage base, but one water. But most of the time, I wasn't building toward that. The other move is Whirlpool, and it's two water and two colorless. And it does the same thing that Dragonair's thing does. Yeah. yeah. It does more damage, and then if the defending Pokemon has energy, you get to choose one and discard it, including colorless. So the strategy is you got a bunch of water, you got a bunch of double colorless energy, and you can either fling them at Kangaskhan, Snorlax, and Chansey right. and build them up, or you just throw it on a Seedra, you throw it on a Polyrath, and then they come out after the front line's done, and then you got a fucking scandal, baby. I thought Polyrath was great, and I liked it. That's my favorite Pokemon. I just like, I don't think I'm capable of abiding a triple evolution in this game. Not when there's so many like great one-hit Pokemon out there, like yeah. Hitmonchan or Lapras or Electabuzz or Magmar. Like, there are so many Pokemon that go out are fucking beefcakes out of the fucking gate who have like a thousand hit points and do these like great moves. Like Dragonair is only a second evolution, so it's like barely even have to bother with Dragonite. A lot less trouble to get to Dragonair to get this same sort of effect of stripping someone of their energy cards. And then at that point, you're already stripping them of their energy cards. They can't do any damage against you because you're taking away all their ability to do damage. Yeah. And like, who gives a shit if you're doing 20 or 40 damage, you know? That's true. I think I've given up on evolutionary lines in this game. There's just no point in doing evolutionary lines. <laughs> I get that. I just, I enjoy the... I don't know. It's always been a thing. I like teching. It's the same thing I do it in like strategy games like Starcraft. That's my thing. Can I tell you about my second deck? Yes. 
It's called A-W-O-A-W-P. Okay. Which stands for, are we humans or are we psychic? (laughs) Hell yeah. And it's a combo normal psychic type deck that I use for both the fighting and the psychic gyms. And it was stacked with normal type Pokemon, including my fucking Dratini Dragonair line that I like so much. Right. And my Mr. Mime, who I like so much. And a bunch of Snorlaxes who, like, just sat and, like, soaked up hits. Snorlax has, like, a billion hit points. Oh, I love Snorlax. If you can get a Snorlax out early, it just, like, sits and soaks up damage as you empower your your bench. Right. And get your Dragonairs leveled and all that kind of stuff. Especially because it's got Pokemon power, thick skin or something, and it can't be put to sleep, can't be paralyzed, etc. Yep. So it's great. Snorlax is a great one to like get out early. So I like stacked it with Snorlaxes and then Porygons too. And this is like my Porygon Mr. Mime combo where it was like get a Porygon out, change everyone's weakness to Psychic, and then just use Mr. Mime's Meditate. Yeah, Meditate. I also had Jinx in my deck. I use Jinx in my in Brainstorm, my Psychic Electric deck. Yeah. Jinx is great. Jinx and Electabuzz are fucking great. It's so gross. This deck sucks. It, like, sucks to look at. Well, I don't know. We could call it, like, the hotties and the naughties, too. Ooh, that's fun. Yeah. I mean, Dragonair. Ooh. Dragonair. Beautiful. Dratini. Both beautiful Pokemon. But then you've also got your fucking, like, Jinxes and your Mr. Mimes. And it's like, yuck. But you got Snorlax and Porygon. Porygon's fine. Porygon's fine. Snorlax is a cutie. God, I hate fighting Porygon. The worst part about Porygon is if you have a deck that's one type and Porygon decides to do conversion two to make itself resistant to that type, there's just nothing you can fucking do. Yeah. Your only option is to like find a fucking heavy hitter who can do 80 damage because then it'll do like 20 damage or whatever or 40. That was part of the reason I think why Psychic Club was easier for me this time is that I went through the Mr. Mime Porygon ringer in my first episode. Yeah. And so I knew their tricks and that's why I built Watergate also because it's water normal. Porygon can't convert to normal. So they were innocuous in that point right let's talk about some of these clubs oh yeah you had a little trouble in the water club this week i did can i say this about the water club they're hotties of all the clubs i wanted to hang out in yeah the water club seems the nicest it's just like a cool little like pool house oh yeah there's like a pool there's like open space it's got great chill music I don't know if you had the music on. I did, yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's got this, like, like, very calm. The water club seems nice. It's like, well, I want to be a water... Well, and I am. I'm squirt. I'm I'm squirt. Yeah, you must have also felt at home there. Yeah. Actually, can I just say, because I mentioned it there... The music in this game, I love it. It's good. <laughs> like, this soundtrack is really good. It's really good. Hudson Soft, you did it. Yeah. You did it, baby. Like, the the club master music is fucking sick. It's like... Do, 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 do. 
Yeah. And then the normal battle music. It's got that da -da -da. it's got that one little key change. That's so good. Yeah. I played it out loud often enough that Bobby and I would both be like into it and like Bobby would also sing along to that one part of the music, the key change. Even when we were like, he's playing Assassin's Creed or whatever other game, I would always have it up because they're like, this fucking, it's a bop. All this music is great. Yeah, it's really good. You know how like the cool thing now is to like print vinyls of video game music? Like I have the Castlevania 2 soundtrack on vinyl. Oh, yeah. They should do the Pokemon trading card game on vinyl. God, yeah. Uh, hell yeah. Tell me about your struggles with the water club. I don't really remember anything with the members. Joshua, I thought he was cute. Very handsome. Okay. His deck is called Sound of the Waves. Ooh. Ooh. Beautiful. That's nice. Seemed like a very respectable young man, Joshua. Yeah. <laughs> he seemed like a dork to me. Oh, okay. Maybe Squirt was a little jealous. His prize was two mystery decks, though, which I like. Yeah, mystery deck. So the icon for the mystery deck is Articuno. Yeah. I'm fairly certain I do not have an Articuno on my deck yet. Oh. I might have to go face off against Joshua a few more times and collect more mysteries to try to get an Articuno. That reminds me, I actually, I think that's how I got Articuno. Articuno was in my Watergate deck just for fun also. Articuno is pretty good. Oh, what the fuck? I was on Joshua's Bulbapedia page. Yeah. And I clicked through the mystery deck. Mystery deck is where I'm at a deficit, because I definitely don't have Aerodactyl. Oh, you still don't have Aerodactyl? I definitely don't have Articuno, and Mystery deck has goddamn Mew in it. I have all of these, <laughs> actually. You have Mew? Yeah, I got this Mew in my Brainstorm deck. He's good. I didn't know that you could get a Mew in a goddamn... This Mew, just for a commentary, why it's good, it has Psywave... And it does 10 damage times the number of energy cards attached to the defending Pokemon. Jesus. So you put it on the back bench, and then if somebody's getting naughty and they've got like a bunch of energy, you send it out. It's got a devolution beam as well. <laughs> so it can return the highest stage evolution card on that Pokemon to its player's hand. Jesus. Yeah, that's fun. Mew is good. I should have talked about that, yeah. I gotta work on this deck. I might have to go face off against Joshua a few times. So my problem at the Water Club was with Amy. And she did inspire my Watergate deck. So Respete as well. Respete. She's got this deck that's just got a bunch of fucking like horsies, Lapras. Horsies making it so all your hits are barely actually landing. She was going the Confuse Ray route with Lapras. So all my shit's confused all the time. And she's just setting it up so that in the background, she is creating a Blastoise. So she has the Rain Dancer deck. And Blastoise 
I have now discovered via tweets since launching this miniseries, Blastoise is like apparently one of the best cards in the game. Oh, really? Yeah. So Blastoise has a Pokemon power called Rain Dance. As often as you like during your turn, before you attack, you can attach one water energy card to one of your water Pokemon. And it doesn't use up your one energy card attachment for the turn. So it's doling out bonus energy every turn. Oh, that's pretty good. Yeah. Including to itself, by the way. Wow. And its second move is Hydro Pump, which does 40 damage plus 10 more damage to each water energy attached to Blastoise. So Blastoise is a fucking nightmare. That does suck. Yeah. And so that's what was brutalizing me. I lost to her, I don't know, because it was like Saturday night and I was a little drunk. So I don't know how many times she beat me, but it was a good three to six times. (laughs) I don't think I struggled with her. I don't think she beat me at all. But I do remember having some of those same kind of struggles with Rain Dance and, and Hydro Pump. Yeah. Onward. The Fighting Club. Fighting Club. Was the second club we took on this week. You apparently fought Imakumi? Imakuni? Here? I did. Did you not? I don't remember where I faced off against him. Yeah, I guess Imakumi triggers randomly is what we're what we've discovered. Yeah. He's just hanging out in the club by the tables. Every club has two rooms. It's a room where it's like the rec center. There's like a practice table and like yeah. people milling about and the computer. Oh, <sighs> I did something this week that I didn't realize I could do. Okay. Which was go to the computer and check my mail. Oh, I did that this week too. And discovered that I had 13 emails. From Dr. Mason. Auntie Mason, yeah. And each one had one or two booster decks attached to it. Yeah. And I was like, shit, Dr. Mason, hell yeah. Yeah. Our benefactor this time. So nice. I love that Dr. Mason also signs off each email with a winky face, like a winky emoji. (laughs) (laughs) And there will be PSs occasionally. Dr. Mason's so sassy. Yeah, I like Dr. Mason too. Yeah. That's one of the rooms in every club is this this room. There's also like a desk there where it, it seems like you can interact with these women behind the desk. Like card dealers. You can't actually talk to them. Yeah. I always try to and it never changes. Stone cold. But that is where Imakumi is. Yeah, or sorry, Imakumi? Imakumi? Because there's a question mark on the end of it. Yeah, encounter the sprite. It looks like it's got like a bug outfit on, like a costume. It's wearing like a singlet. Yeah. With, like, some kind of characters on the chest. And it's got two little, like, buns in its hair. Yeah, because it dances around and does a little twirl, and it's like, oh, I love the Poke Rap, let me show you, and then does, like, a terrible version of the Poke Rap that did not include any of the words the Poke Rap. It's just like, ooh, ah, ooh, ooh, ah. It's like doing the beatboxing. What kind of Poke Rap is this? You name all 150 Pokemon, man. Yeah. 150 or more to see. Come on. Sure. I, I believe you. I don't know. I'm not going to do it. Oh, I'd have to practice a little bit more. Do it. Do it. And that's what you're hoping for, right? No. <laughs> Imakumi, Imakumi asked to battle. Imakumi? And Imakumi is, Imakumi is very bad. It has this card called Imakuni. <laughs> itself. Itself. Yeah. It played this card... And here's the description for the card. Yeah. 
your active Pokemon is now confused. Yeah. And by your active Pokemon, I mean the Pokemon that you, the player of the Imukuni card, who is Imukuni, Imukuni? has out, which for me was a Farfetch'd. So he played a Farfetch'd and then played Imukuni and confused his own Farfetch'd. Your active Pokemon is now confused. Imakuni wants you to play him as a basic Pokemon, but you can't. A mysterious creature is not listed in the Pokedex. He asks kids around the world, who is cuter, Pikachu or me? So he's just some pervert. I feel like there's a better way to say it, Imakuni. He didn't just confuse his own Farfetch'd. He also confused me with all of this. Also, I did look it up. Imakuni is a Japanese musician who performs some of the music for the Pokemon anime. And so now that makes sense, the Poke Rep. Ah. So presumably this is the person who um penned the Poke Rep, which is like one chorus, and then it's just a list of Pokemon. But well done. <laughs> catch em, catch em, gotta catch em all. Gotta, gotta catch, catch em all, Pokemon. Pokemon. Gotta catch em all. So you face off against him in the fighting club. Yeah. The fighting club is annoying in that Mitch... The club master. ...makes you go hunt down all his cronies in other clubs before you can face him. Yeah. So you have to go find all these dickheads. There's three of them. Michael, Chris, and Jessica. Ugh. I hated this. They're all in different clubs. I hated this. And I have comments about all of them. I don't think I had any issue. I was running around with my boyfriend's deck at this point. Yeah. And I ran into Michael at the Grass Club. And the Grass Club, which is funny that they always do this in these first couple of generations, the Grass Club is all women, just like in the video games. And it's full of misogynistic men. There's like some dude hanging out in the lobby. Was that Michael? Who's just like, I love the Grass Club because it's all hot ladies. There's one guy who is there and it's got the like Gen 1 and Gen 2 trainer sprite. Right. But Michael shows up just below that guy. And obviously what they're talking about is all these chicks. I love hanging out here because I love looking at all the chicks. Yeah, man. Michael's like, I came here because there's all these chicks here. And then I lost one of them. And then he's like super embarrassed that he lost to a girl. I'm like, listen, man, now it's 2020. But even in 2000, this wasn't fine. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I flung the My Boyfriend's deck out at him. And he got crushed. Oh, I bet he hated that. That was the first time I got all three Nido Kings. You fucking like turned him into an incel. Like he oh, immediately God. went to like Reddit. Oh, did I radicalize Michael? You radicalized him. He was like, first I lost to a girl. And then this like <laughs> dude came and beat me with a deck that like had an empowered woman at the center of it. Yeah. <laughs> and now I hate women and I'm an incel. Fuck. Yeah. You did that to him. Oops. He had it coming. Suck it, Michael. Fuck you. Suck it, Michael. Then there was Chris, then there was Jessica, and then there was Mitch. I had a problem with Chris. Okay. I want to use up one of my You Make Me Barfs. Okay. Okay. Chris is my You Make Me Barf. He has a licky tongue? I love licky tongue. I use a little licky tongue action Ew, this week. No. Oh, man. You've God, you've gotten some dark place on the Pokemon trading card game island. I think it's because I've been looking at Fur Affinity so much. <laughs> Licky Tongue has a move called... Tongue Wrap. Tongue, tongue wrap, wrap. Which 
is a coin flip uh, to paralyze a Pokemon. And it's got a move called Supersonic, which is a coin flip to confuse them. God, I hate, I hate this Licky Tongue. And it's got fucking 90 HP. It's a nightmare. I like Licky Tongue. It's a, one of my you make me barfs. It does have a disgusting little card art sprite, which is it like craning its neck and licking out its big tongue to like eat some grapes. Yeah, eat like coconuts or grapes or something. <laughs> and that is gross God, and it just and it paralyzes you all the time or it confuses you or both because yeah, there's no because you can like the two that stack conditions stack and it's only doing no more it's doing no more than 10 damage yeah so it's just like eating away at you fucking hate this thing yeah i i had some fun with licky tongue other one i hated he has hitmonlee a bunch of them in this gym have hitmonlee hitmonlee seems like it would be a good pokemon to add to like a haymaker kind of deck because it has 60 hit points it like doesn't require any any evolutions but it only has two moves and one of the moves doesn't do any damage to the active pokemon this is the move i hate stretch kick. stretch kick yeah did you remember the animation specifically i hate the animation oh i turned off the animations oh uh, what why <laughs> you don't have time for that i turn off all the animations in every pokemon game so i can get through them quicker oh man i took a video of this it's gross to think about hitmonlee kicking around your active pokemon which means it's like pressing its groin up against your active pokemon to stretch its leg around it to hit your bench pokemon yeah which is what it does it does 20 damage to a bench pokemon this is what i'm talking about and it just pushes its little groin up it's gross some like fucking dis- gross like tentacle maneuvering around your active pokemon to go like kick one of the bench pokemon and it extends across the entire screen i hate stretch kicks so much i think it's the grossest move animation that i've seen yeah i didn't have any issue with the fighting club i think a good mix of like psychic and normal type actually you know what i did it was stupid normal type is weak against yeah normal is bad there i still went in with a normal type deck and still like fucking dominated i think because of my dragon air just like stripping the energy from everyone yeah like it didn't matter they couldn't do anything to me the club was not a problem for me it was that you had to go and find all these people at random clubs and they had gross opinions and gross pokemon and that's my problem yeah then it was the Psychic Club, which is, as I mentioned before, a place where I struggled. Murray managed to eat through my entire deck twice, and I can't even remember how specifically he did it, but he did it. I think it's these energy removals and his gusts of wind. Yeah. He uses a lot of trainer cards. Yeah. In a very aggravating way. Yeah. I crushed all of them because I was used to their tricks this time. I did not like the execute. That did cause me some problems. Which is something that Daniel in the Psychic Club uses. It's one Psychic for Hypnosis. Puts you to sleep. And then it's got Leech Seed for two grass to do 20 damage. And then it gets 10 back as well. Yeah, that's a pretty good combo. Especially if you stay asleep. We beat these three gyms. Next week, we have to go beat the... What are they called? The Elite... They're not called the Elite Four. They're the Grandmasters, but there are four of them. The Grandmasters, and there's four of them, and you have to beat them all one after the other. Is that right? You have to have, like, a deck that can just take on four different random-type decks. The one, like, Dr. Mason email I read, the most recent one, was that, like, the first person uses, like, fire. I think they all use one. And I don't think you have, like, a good opportunity to change your deck at all. 
Oh, also, I discovered something at Dr. Mason's lab this week. What? Which is the room to the right, there's all these computers around. Yeah. If you drop your medallions into them, they'll just build decks for you. What? What medallions? The medallions you get from beating clubs. Oh, the medals? Yeah. Wait, they, and it'll build like theme decks? Yeah, you go up to one and it's like, this is the grass autotype machine. And Whoa. it's like, do you have the grass medallion? And you're like, yes. And then it's like, here are four grass decks that I will build you automatically if you have the cards for it, which I fucking do. Oh. Which is cool. Oh, that's cool. I don't know if any of these decks are any good, but it's like an easy way to quickly build like a type deck if you want to go like take on the rock club to like grind, you know? Yeah. That's good to know. I did not know that either. So I think you have to have a good multi-purpose deck to take on the Elite Four. And what I've started doing was building up a lot of those like heavy hitter, high HP, non-evolutionary line Pokemon. Like Magmar, like Electabuzz, like Hitmonchan, like Lapras. Yeah. So I started building those up and I started like looking for those and grinding to get those. And then I realized this week after we released our first episode and people were tweeting at us, I watched a video in which I realized that this kind of deck is called a Haymaker deck, where it's like... Casually, you were building it. Heavy on those type of Pokemon and items, which is what I was planning on doing. Okay. So I think going into the Elite Four next week, I'm going to build a Tanner version of a Haymaker deck. Okay. What about you? (sighs) You going to play with your Nidos some more? I guess we'll see. I I still like my Brainstorm deck the most, the Psychic Electric one, where it's dependent on, like, Jinxes and Electabuzz, which I guess is partially similar with, like, a mainline front line of Jinx and Electabuzz, and then I'm building up Slowbro and Alakazam in the back. Maybe I would throw in like a Wigglytuff at this point because I was enjoying using Wigglytuff in my modification to the Watergate deck. Yeah. But I'm going to try to use probably Brainstorm or maybe... uh, I think the Nido deck could probably get a fair amount of play out of this. But we'll see. I might have to build something new. And we'll figure it out next week when we do the final episode of this interstitial between Gen 2 and 3. Yeah. Between's Gen 2 and 3 is what Betwixt. I said. Between Gen's... Betwixt? 2 and 3. <laughs> and until then, please do rate and review, subscribe, follow us on podcasting apps that require following, like Spotify or Stitcher. Yeah, and review where you can, like Stitcher and Apple Podcasts. Write your congressperson. Doesn't AOC like Pokemon? She likes League of Legends. Figure out the Congress people who like Pokemon and write them. You think she plays Legends of Runeterra? Because I would play Legends of Runeterra with her. Are you going to have to explain this now to the bug catchers? Club members? Club members, I'm really desperately trying to get Josh to play the new... It's a dangerous game. League of Legends inspired card game, Legends of Runeterra. I've been playing it so much. It's so much fun. And I want Josh to play it too. I'm scared. I went down a dangerous path with Hearthstone previously, and I dropped too much money into it. You don't even have to drop money into this game, Josh. That's the the most beautiful part. Anyway. That's what they all say. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for the last episode of, of Trading Card Game, and then we will be onward to Gen 3. So pick up your carts while you can if you plan on playing along with us. Yeah, and this is the most important time to tell any of your friends who are big Hoenn heads. 
to get into the pod and to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch at EXP SharePod. Yeah, and we'll maybe do some more Twitch streaming. We tried last week and then turns out the internet in brooklyn is too bad because everyone's trying to use it at once yeah everyone is either on zoom calls for work or recording podcasts or on zoom calls for fun fucking doing these hangout happy hours okay bye i'll see you next week smell you later catch them catch them gotta catch them all gotta Gotta catch catch them all Pokemon. pokemon